Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag here on Dash Talk X Radio. I am your host, Carla Cherry. Thank you for joining me. We are delving into the supernatural world, interviewing game changers, authors, ufologists, mediums, sacred sight junkies, even pet psychics. Why am I doing this? Sometimes it's the red pill. Sometimes it's the blue pill. Sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. Our mission is to expand our consciousness and find some personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. I want a little bit of that for myself. My guests have studied ancient texts, researched the supernatural, and so together, let's figure out what the heck they're talking about. Strap in. Ford is the co-founder and host of Teeth. The festival will bring much-needed funds to the mountain residents who got hit hard by last year's flooding. The Idlewild Music and Arts Festival was created with the community in mind to bring back commerce, music, and inspiration from the surrounding music community. Lita will be hosting it on her property, a gorgeous 1927 farmhouse sitting on an acre of land in Idlewild. She is, and wait for it, Lita is also an experiencer. So we got two for one. We can talk about a festival and we have our very own experiencer on. Um, so we're going to dive into her story. Welcome Lita Ford to the Cosmic Goodie Bag here on Dash Talk X and Voice of Reason Radio. Thank you, Carla. Yeah. Thanks for making the drive. Oh, it was an awesome drive, uh, which is not usual for <laughs> getting to L.A. Good. But uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. About two and a half hours. From Idlewild. Yes. What is Idlewild like? What's the vibe there? You know, it is... Um, a very small uh, community, about 3,500 year-round residents. Okay. Uh, it is a uh, goodie bag, as you, <laughs> you might want to say, Love it. Uh, of um, old hippies, young hippies. Um, it's a very uh, much art, very much music. Mm. There is a um, very well-known uh, art academy there that a lot of uh, it's a boarding school. Oh. Idlewild Arts uh, Academy that uh, a lot of um, Hollywood uh, actors uh, send their kids and have been to themselves. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so it's kind of tucked away uh, and it's uh, just very laid back. And uh, we uh, love having visitors up to experience the, the peace and calm and the mountain air and all of those things yeah. that it comes with. Oh, my God, I saw the pictures of your property online. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's really a um, a dream come true. As soon as we walked on the property, it just had this. It was almost like a whoosh feeling, you know, of just oh, wow. calmness and just peace. And uh, and as we walked through the house, it was just palpable, you know. So good was, energy. Yeah. yeah, great energy. So the whole festival is on your property, or it's on the surrounding. The Idol Fest itself, with the bands, is on the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, the town is is having a festival that includes most of the town and a walk through the town and experiencing different uh, wine companies that will have uh, wine tastings and it's some other music. Yes, yeah, be a lot of music and, and and art and wine going. Around. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about the lineup. Like who. Mm-hmm. First of all, I know you because we met through my friend Beck Black, who I have to give a shout out to. Absolutely. She's headlining and she's fanta- She's a fantastic live show. I've, I've seen her for years now. We grew up together in the same hometown in North Carolina. And so I've seen her just transform into this like female David Bowie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking very much uh, forward to seeing her live. I have uh, heard some of her music uh, online, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll also have uh, the Falling Doves. Uh, and, Very um, cool. And then 
Christina, who also plays with Falling Doves, a phenomenal uh, classical guitarist, will be playing. Melinda West. Oh. Can move about festival alumni Matthew Phillips will appear. Yes. Very cool. Yes, it's, it's quite the uh, mixture of uh, San Diego, L.A., and Palm Springs uh, bands. So, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be quite the eclectic group as well. So I'm excited about that. And you're a so. brave woman to have all these people on your property. Oh, I'm, t- I'm absolutely <laughs> terrified, but I'm very excited as well. <laughs> but I, I feel like the vibe, since the energy is so good on the property, yeah. that people will be just a little chilled out. They're not going to be. Uh, no, I think it's going to be a great experience. Mm-hmm. And it's just a phenomenal little community yeah. that uh, we've all pulled together and and helped each other through this. It's been fairly difficult. A lot, uh, several businesses have gone out uh, of really? business. Uh, what j- happened? Well, uh, but well, we had the fire in July, which okay. was an arson fire, mm. uh, where uh, he was just recently convicted. I oh, think. my God. Uh, so he came through town throwing flares out the window. So it was a huge fire that surrounded us almost completely. Wow. And we were, like, so close to being taken out completely. Oh, my God. So when all the... The fire took away all the underbrush when we had the rains in, uh, in I think, the February mm-hmm. after that. It just completely washed out two of our main roads. Wow. Uh, so uh, a lot of the media showing that, people didn't think that they there was a way up to to yeah. Idlewild. Yeah. Uh, but there are a couple of ways up. The, the main road is almost a completed uh, repair. But it was a literal river went right through the road. And oh just it was gosh. a big cavern. So. <laughs> and so all the funds from this are going to go back into the town. Back into the community, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, a lot of people that were in need, and uh, so so the the any uh, most everyone is is playing for very minimal, mm-hmm. um, mostly just a stipend, and uh, and just to come and help us out, and and which is greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, that's very cool. So you've been yeah. here three years, and you're already doing something like really bring. The community together yeah. and help out the community. It must feel good. It feels great. The community has helped me. You know, um, after you know working in the, in the uh, military uh, repair uh, business and on Navy ships uh, for almost thirty years, and uh, you know it's taken a toll on my body and mm-hmm. in my mind. And it is this is a, a place of respite. That's nice. And, yeah. So what were you doing on Navy ships? I actually uh, was an electrician, <laughs> one of the first lady uh, electricians uh, on working on the Navy ships, installing uh, the cables and fiber optics that connect to all the computers that go to the defense systems, radar, sonar, all of those uh, such things. And uh, it was um, uh, not very many women ha- were in that position uh, 30 years ago yeah uh, working in the shipyards and the navy yards uh, did you have to sign anything so this is within the defense department well i had to uh, secret clearance so oh. i had to go through quite the process you know eventually you know so it was uh, uh quite the process to get there and uh, what did that look like oh getting clearance yeah. oh my goodness uh, they investigate every little facet of your life really <laughs> yes how do they do it? They like ask everybody uh, about so, it. So it's just a great, um, a huge amount of paperwork, and then also interviews as well. And if they find any little thing that throws up a red flag, there's more interviews. And 
even during the period that you have the clearance, if something comes up, whether your finances get a little wacky or... Your finances can't be bad? No. Really? Yeah, because they see that as a threat that somebody could... uh, uh, proposition you if you're fine if you were oh. you're fine you know in financial straits to and tell secrets and yeah stuff. oh my gosh interesting yeah so how long did that process last uh you know i think it took uh, several months to okay. to get through that whole uh, process and then did you have to go underground anywhere or are you all on, on uh, service all all on navy ships okay yeah. and in the in the shipyards as well like and, long beach area yeah uh i haven't been to long beach uh port Wainimi. Uh, uh, just different uh, facilities, uh, mostly shipyards, but sometimes on the Navy base. So you weren't in the military yourself? You no, I was hired. never in the military okay. myself. So I asked you when you told me that you worked for the Navy, um, if you had any UFO stories, and yeah. you said that you had heard of some, so I'd love to hear. Oh, yes, uh, there was always stories, but one of the main ones that I actually mentioned to you, and it was funny because uh, a newspaper article two days ago came yes. out. Yes. And that was one of the main <gasps> stories. Really, the, on the uh, with the Princeton and the Nimitz uh, carrier group in 2004, where they had experienced seeing uh, on radar uh, several objects, uh, very fast, yeah, and, and darting around, and then hovering over water and water turning and such. And so, yeah, I heard all the sailors talking about that when I was working on. I worked on the Princeton several times and the Nimitz as well. Where were they? They were out of San Diego? San Diego, yeah. San Diego. Oh, my God. Because I, I was just going to say, like, this being in the news mm-hmm. just two days ago, I wanted to, oh, my God, I can't believe that was your actual yeah. story. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> yes, that was one of the main stories because it was a uh, huge, uh, you know, rip and roar and through the through all the sailors and and some terrified and some really uh, yeah some so what were know, they? it was scary for uh, for some of them and then other ones you know had had seen things many times really yeah yeah whether in in the water or in the air you know when they're out in the middle of the ocean so like coming from underneath the water mm-hmm. out of the water mm-hmm. i've heard those stories wow and uh, and uh, and then like the the Princeton story. That's so cool. Yeah, with the the, the fighter jet fighter jets uh, that came off the Nimitz and encountered. Yeah. Yeah, and they have the vid- the videos are, are online as well. Now. It's amazing. Yeah, I love that it's all starting to come out. And yes. It's really interesting that it's coming out through the military. Yes, it is, and um, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. And yeah. You know, maybe they just should uh, just let it come on out. Just come on out. <laughs> I know. I some part of me feels like this is a planned disclosure situation, mm-hmm. um, and then other part of me feels like it could be. You know, there are a lot of people in the Navy or in the military in general who supposedly are truth, you know, whistleblowers. Correct. And they call them white hats, and so mm-hmm. um, it's really interesting that yeah. this is how it's coming out. So you don't know if you know they're getting in trouble or if this is being. Can, like can orchestrated it doesn't seem to be as taboo as it as it used to be you right know, in in 2004 um oh, i got the feeling that a lot of the sailors were afraid to, to speak of it oh yeah even though you know whether it been firsthand uh, experiences or uh experiences you know heard through other people mm-hmm. they just didn't talk about it no and, way they would and, lose their uh, job yeah so it was uh it was it was me being a, a woman 
on the, working on the ships and in the shipyards, I had learned to become kind of invisible. Okay. You know, because that's and, not hard as a woman, <laughs> right? So, so <laughs> we all I would that I would just overhear a lot of conversations because they just didn't even seem, you know, realize I was there or right or, or a silent listener. Yes, exactly. So, so <laughs> did you hear anybody like what were their actual conversations like? Well, some of them were. Uh, you know, okay, I knew the guy that actually saw this, and and he's really freaked out about it, and he told me all about it, and now I'm kind of freaked out about it. And so Why was I, he scared? I, I think more so of just the, the keep silent about it thing. Just afraid about yeah. the secret. Yeah. Interesting. And that, that I can't tell anybody, but I saw this really wild thing, and I want right. to—I want to know what it is, and I want to find out more. And uh, but I think it was—you know—it there was that mindset of we can't talk about it. Yeah, well, it rocks your whole paradigm. Yeah. If it's something that you—you know—you're an adult as a kid, it'd be so much easier. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you're learning all these other things at the same time. But as right. an adult, like everything's like pretty solidified. I mean, if you think about dinosaurs, dinosaurs are crazy. Mm -hmm. But we learn about them when we're three. Right. So we're like, oh, yeah, dinosaurs. They're fascinating. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Those monster-looking things that yeah. used to be here, but are not. But when you... when you Just almost normal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Triceratops, Rex, or whatever. So now he sees this, this guy sees this, and... and I think one of the things that is that's common in my experiences, from my understanding, is it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like it's fascinating, absolutely, and it completely rocks your whole paradigm. And you uh, just yes, want to does. tell everybody that you know, yeah. and then not being able to tell yeah. can really, you know, do damage. I think because most of the things that I overheard were in whispers. You yeah, know, it wasn't like I. Uh, that in a group telling a story, it was just between two people and and, right. and saying, you know, I'm kind of afraid uh, to talk about this, but this is, you know, phenomenal and and scary and amazing all at the same time. Yeah, we're yeah. not. I mean, the ultimate underlying theme here is we're not alone in the universe. Right. And everyone outside, all my authority figures, say that we are. Yeah. And it's just like now, all of a sudden, you're living this like you you realize that there are massive lies. Oh, absolutely. And then you have to also think about, you know, just the whole uh, military mindset where these guys are in kind of a, a bubble, yeah. you know, and their, their very existence, food, everything comes from the same place. And, right. You know, you, you have to, you know, don't rock the, the boat. Toe, yeah, don't rock the boat. <laughs> toe the line. You know, whatever, whatever you want to say there. Well, and um, I know, I know uh, people in the military, and I know the mindset of it is they. It's very purposeful. Like mm -hmm. they make you think. Like it's really interesting when, um, from my understanding, when they recruit, they say they tell you all the things that you're going to get. You're going to get a house. You're going to mm -hmm. get. Uh, education, and then when you start to try to get out of the military, they say, "Oh my God, you're not going to be able to survive. What are you going to do?" Like yeah. they just like instill such fear in these guys well, and I women. Mean, it's a it's a legitimate fear. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of guys that that do twenty, thirty years do have trouble when they get out. Yeah, you know, because it's it's a different world. You yeah, know? but you know, thank goodness we have them. But it is you know, it's a whole different mindset and, and lifestyle. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. It's like a total bubble. Yeah. So I want to hear about your experience. Oh my, yeah, that one rocked my world. I'm sure. <laughs> How old were you? Um, I was fourteen, 
15 years old. Okay. Um, and where were you? Uh, I was, uh, I had grown up most of my early years in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I would, had just experienced my, my first year in high school and uh, met my first love and we ha- having our first uh, summer together. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> um, and so in the summer we would, uh, you know, it was hot, muggy, uh, on the coast and uh, in the evenings it was just too hot to be inside right because uh, it was uh, no air conditioner yeah and, uh, Crazy. so we would go out in the cool green grass and just lay in the grass and and look up at the stars and you know try to find different uh, constellations or such it's pre-internet yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to do before yeah. internet people and, you know and just so oh, you know what are we uh, you know maybe one of these days we'll get to go to the stars just uh, usual stuff, but uh, we we both saw at the same time uh, what looked like a group of stars that were different colors going on. Okay. And so so like it was twinkling different colors. Okay. And but it was very small and and looked like it was the same size as stars. Okay. Uh, and what colors? It it was kind of an amber and a kind of a red. It's hard to tell because it it was super you know as as high as a star or right. you know or, or it appeared to be, mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't have that same uh, twinkling that a star has. Yeah, you're like this star is different. different. It's different. <laughs> so uh, you know we just kept looking uh, at it and then we saw another another one over on the other side of the sky and we were watching it and it just shot across the sky like a shooting star okay not like an airplane going it was just like shot across the sky okay and stopped oh wow and went, okay well that wasn't a shooting star what yeah because shooting stars that? go away yes this hey. one just stopped and <gasps> wow. just doing this little thing and then um two more shot over exactly where the other one was Whoa. in a triangular shape Oh, they or w- formation. They oh, the, yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. there was, you know. And then they, all three, shot together to another part of the in sky. In the triangle? In the triangle. Okay, shape. that's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And so we kind of freaked out a little bit. Yeah. But we just kept watching, you know, because they're way up there. We're, <laughs> we're way down here. It'll be okay just to watch. Right. Uh, so pretty much every evening uh, for that whole summer, we could go out and see a little show in the sky. Really? Yeah. And same stuff? They were doing the same? Same, same stuff. It, you know, it would just go shoot across the sky, stop. And um, it was it was a wild summer. Yeah. Uh, and then towards the end of the summer, we had a little closer experience. Uh, I had We lived in a, a home that was completely surrounded by those really thick cedar trees so you really yeah. couldn't see anything past the trees yeah, so, like a barrier yeah so the only opening uh, in that barrier was our driveway that came oh, okay. into the house and um, so on dark nights it was it was completely dark except for the the stars in the sky and uh, we were just inside uh, watching tv as my brother and i and, and jimmy and um, all of a sudden uh, all these lights from outside came in through the windows. Oh my god. It was like every window in the house lit up. Did you think it was the police or what? I, I thought, well, it's 
you know, we're used to, if somebody's pulling in the driveway, you could see them coming in the front window, but not, you know, kitchen window, mm. bedroom windows. Wow. So it was the whole yard. After we looked out the, out the window, we realized the whole yard was lit up. Oh, my God. What time but of day? What time of it night? It was in, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. What movie were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we was probably watching some, you know, horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I was going to say. Uh, That's like a horror movie experience. Oh, no, no, level. it was, that was, um, that almost made us all ill. You know, really? It was so scary because there was no sound. You know, I was like, gonna say, cause because our first that. thoughts were like, oh, it's a helicopter. Right. You know, but you know how helicopters lights when, you know, they, they, you know, kind of search around. Yeah. They, but there They're was loud no, and, and loud. loud. He- yeah. Helicopters. Loud. I live but in there LA. Was, I know. There was no sound whatsoever. So we're all running around to all the rooms looking out the windows because oh, we're afraid to God. go outside. Uh, Had you told your brother about what you guys were seeing in the sky this summer? Um, well, he watched it as well. Oh, he, and, okay. Yeah, and there was several. How many people had seen it? Uh, and just me, my brother, Jimmy, um, and we had several friends that we'd say, hey. You know, and But then also we heard reports of the whole town of Charleston. Talking about uh, it? Seeing it. And I did find, you know, early early in the 80s, I did find some, some documentation okay. of it. But I wasn't able to find uh, anything after that. Where did you find it? I don't recall whether it was like a newspaper uh, article saying there was a, a, a astronomical amount of strange sightings in the sky. Yeah, you know, uh, which you know wasn't the first for Charleston. There was quite a few in the seventies and early eighties in, in Charleston. Yeah, uh, and and uh, all those those coastal uh, well, areas. Uh, yeah, because I'm from um, the beach right mm-hmm. above South Carolina, right. Lightsville Beach. And, um, you know, you're not you're not too far off the um, Bermuda Triangle. Right. And so we're in that area. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, in fact, one of my good friends, um, she's had she had one as a child. And she had the instinct to say she was with a friend and she, she said, go get your mom, go get your mom. If an adult doesn't see this, then yeah. no one will believe us. Right. Which is really smart as like a ten year old or whatever right. she was. Oh, absolutely. And the mom came and um and they when she you know, it's a small town and she doesn't live there anymore. But when she came back, she said, um, Oh my god, let's get together and talk about this. Well, maybe it was like a reunion or a party or something. Right. They refused to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, after we saw that and uh, we did, you know, peek out the door and but we couldn't see anything except the whole yard lit up. And we were terrified. Yeah. I mean, were you and screaming or? I, I you, don't think we like were screaming. I think we were just so shocked and running around. And we, <laughs> and we were talking to each other very excitedly and going like, wait, what is it? Well, it can't be this. And it can't. And we were trying to <sighs> rationalize what we were seeing. And and there was just no rationalization to it because it was completely silent. Right. It lit up the whole yard. There was no cars in sight. Did it you was go outside? We, we peeked outside. We stepped just outside the door. We were afraid to go much further, but yeah. it was obviously coming, you know, from directly above. Okay. Did you see a craft? No, we did not see a were craft. We were too far. We were too afraid to, to venture t- that far out that you we would have been able to see it. Yeah. You might not have come back. Exactly. <laughs> did you realize because you had seen all those, all this stuff in the summer that this was probably what this was when you stepped out? I, I, I mean, after the initial 
craziness, I'm going, yeah, it has to be tied together. It really does. There's no other explanation uh, to it. And, you know, so that just kind of led me down a whole path that I revisit. I don't stay on it, you know, 24-7, but I revisit that path uh, many times throughout my life. So, and I'm going to ask you what that is, but um, what did you do? Did it just go away? How long did it last? Yeah. it it had to have been at least five minutes. Okay. Because, I mean, you're talking about us running all over the house, talking to each other, trying to figure out what mm-hmm. it is, peeking out this window, peeking out, go to the front house, back mm-hmm. of the house, out the front door, out the, you know, back door. Wow. So it, it was quite some time of just silence, except for our excited, uh, you know, fear. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that the, because um, what I've heard from people with encounters is that they, they say, that the trees, the leaves stopped blowing. Like there's a oh, it was dead silent. Yeah, like it was. There was like no movement. So it was. Crazy. It was. That's what made it even more. That's what I. There was, you yeah. know, no crickets. No, you know, all the, you know, the bugs, bugs, stopped. bugs stop. You're you from know. North or South Carolina. You, there's bugs. There's crickets, crickets all the time. Loud <laughs> yes. ones. So that all stops. And all the stuff. And we lived right on the back of the property, uh, even though there was trees where you couldn't see into the woods, mm-hmm. there was a uh, there was a ditch that was there was frogs and everything else. Yeah. It was always you yeah. know always noise, so there was just nothing. Okay, so what did you? So your parents were obviously not home, right? What did you guys? We, we do? didn't we didn't tell them. We were afraid. Really? Yeah. Why? How old yeah. were you? You're 15. Yeah, we we were we were afraid that. That they afraid? would that they would have thought that we were up to something because we were home alone, like you, you were know, on the drugs. Or... Yeah, that we were doing something that we uh, probably shouldn't have been doing, which we were not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was we were afraid. And and did you it, ever tell your parents? You know, not till much later. Really? Yeah. Did you tell anybody? You know, not till much later because so it was, it was just a... that fear factor of there that you know. Well, somebody's gonna think I'm the nutty girl in school. Okay, you know, okay. make fun of me. <laughs> you know, or there's something. alien girl. Yeah, there's alien girl. Wow. You know, so yeah, it was that kind of that uh, that stigma. But see that that that's part of the reason why I do the show because mm-hmm. because you know why do, would you guys have that fear? Because it's built in the paradigm for people. You know, in the 80s, they had all those videos, yeah. like the VHS videos of people going around like, hey, man, there's a nail, there's a crap. They made them yeah. look like rednecks. Exactly. And so if you were that person, exactly, you're going to be the crazy redneck. I'm the girl from Alabama and South Carolina. Right. <laughs> Saying I had an right. alien encounter. So you're like, we're not just going to keep that one to myself. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, but then how long did you guys talk about amongst yourselves? You know, we did, uh, but like I said, we had almost a whole summer of that. And, yeah. And even though it was a very scary experience, um, we were very fascinated just to watch it every night. Yeah. You, know? you had like a personal show. Yeah. And wow. there, I can't say there was rarely a night that we would go out, uh, you know, and I'm, really? not say, I'm not saying we laid there every night. Right. But, but I would say several times a week during the summer wow. that we would go, and and there was probably not a time or two that uh, we didn't see something. Now, was back. this in a field like behind your house, or was this right on your property, or? Uh, this we were just right out in the front yard, just laying in the grass, looking up at the sky in that little square that was, you know, that wow. we could see above the trees in in the property. So, so how many other people could see that? Do you think? Oh my gosh! Well, from from the uh, accounts that 
that I heard or read about, uh, I think hundreds of people wow. saw the same thing. And so you, so don't you think your mom, like, or your dad could have read about it or you could have pointed them to that? It, well, I, I think I did, uh, you know, much later. I don't know that I actually found the uh, documentation mm-hmm. to it, but I did, you know, t- tell them about it. And they, and from my recollection that they seem to have remembered people talking about it as well. So, and it wasn't just kids, you know, it was adults and, and, uh, you know, and there's, there's all, uh, Charleston's also a a military town as well. Yes. You know, so right on the water. Yeah. Talk about Navy. Yeah. So, um, you said, put you on a different path. Like what? Yeah. I, I, I just started, um, devouring books and, and trying to rationalize things or or just to see what other people thought about yeah. these things and uh, so I, I, I did quite a quite a bit of reading uh, um, I did what were you reading you know pretty much anything I could get my hand on that uh, had anything to do with just uh, the cosmos and and um, not only just uh, as, you know, aliens, but um, just spiritualism. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent a good time, a bit of time uh, at the Edgar Casey Foundation. Did you? At, in uh, Virginia. North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that Asheville? It's, uh, it's, it's actually, um, well, unless they have another one, but it's in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So, right. Yeah. So, tell me so about went that. Down, it was really, I found it absolutely phenomenal how uh, he was able to. Edgar Casey. Yeah to, um, uh, I don't know, help people with their medical, you know, things had this from a very young age, you know, and uh, he had a different uh, take on, you know, a lot of different things. <laughs> and What it, type of medical stuff was he helping people with? You know, he would go into a trance and um, uh, prescribe, okay. like a doctor would prescribe. But he was Just channeling he was, yeah, and what their problem was. What their, he would see what their problem was and then also find a holistic uh, um, me- medications. Right, or, like a remedy. Or, or remedy for for it. And um, it was amazing how many people help, he helped. Wow. Uh, and uh, just his readings uh, were fascinating, uh, predictions as well. And so when you were up there, you were just hanging out. Like, did you meet people and talk to them about it? Or uh, you know, I didn't. St- I still wasn't talking about it a whole lot. How old were you now? I was. Uh, I was up in my thirties. Okay. Yeah, so getting, you, how did you find out about him? Um, just, re- just reading. reading. I was vor- voracious reading, trying wow. to you know just find. There's got to be more than this. You know, there's. I'm always, there's got to be more. You were shown. Yeah, I was shown that there is more than this, and I want to figure it all out, and I want to make sense of it all. There's more to it. I want to find out what it is. (laughs) What did you learn at Edgar Casey, and did you meet anybody that stood out? You know, uh, just to him especially, um, how much that he had to (laughs) endure being somebody that different, mm-hmm. you know, that from a young age that he was doing this, mm-hmm. and the the ridicule that he had to live with in his family wow. as well, you know, so it um, it kind of helped me start talking about it, mm-hmm. you know. You're like, I'm and not alone. Yeah, there's yeah. other people experiencing things that are not, you know, just your everyday thing, <laughs> whether it be. Um, 
you know, mediums uh, that I've, I've seen a couple of those uh, as spiritual healers um, and, and people that ha- uh, channel mm-hmm. sometimes um, what they, they call alien beings as well. So uh, from what I, I was talking to Mary Rodwell, who I highly recommend. If, have mm-hmm. you ever read any of her stuff? I haven't. Okay, she's um, she was on the program. Her name's Mary Rodwell. She's amazing. And she helps people um, talk about their experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's like, she started off in psychology, psychology and um, and that's what her practice uh, grew into. So, I mean, hundreds of people from right. around the world. And she was saying that a lot of times when you see ships, and this is according to her, and this is according to you know just hundreds of people that she's interviewed, um, and do they do past life regression, t- not past life, but um, regression therapy. Right, right. And she said that a lot of times that you could get pulled up into a ship, not know it, right, put back down, yeah, and you know your memory be wiped, yeah, purposely, but that it's here in the back, back of the memory, and that you can pull it forward. So have you ever done like? regression therapy yourself you know I have not but I have uh, I did work for a time with a with a hypnotherapist okay um, not in trying to do anything for me but right. just um, it was actually a, a hypnotherapist that turned into a stage show but uh, that's a whole <laughs> different story oh my god I love that <laughs> had a Vegas stage show so. oh my god <laughs> but uh, uh, so I did learn uh, to self-hypnotize oh wow you know okay and and so it did bring me into uh, i'd say a better um relaxed state Mm -hmm. so i was very much more um i call it absorbent but i know there's a better word (laughs) receptive (laughs) right right (laughs) uh to things and then also you know trying to find out if there uh being receptive to other things, but I don't personally think that anything has uh, happened to me as far as yeah, ab- you know, being uh, abducted or, or, or any of well, those you, things. We could check but, it out. You could yeah, do a session. Absolutely. No, I'm. I'm not. Uh, Are you open not, to it? Or I'm absolutely open to it. It's been enough time. You're, yeah. You're like okay. Let's find out. Yeah. 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 Because no, I've had my own experiences, and that's something I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen something similar in Joshua Tree. Right. And they made a triangle. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. And I was driving, um, I was driving with my friend Jody, and we were coming back actually from Contact in the Desert. And that Contact in the Desert, you know, I don't, do you know about that festival? Yeah, I have heard of have it. Have you ever gone? No, I have not. It's really cool. It's like a bunch of people get together and you can just talk all day about this stuff mm-hmm. and um, speakers and everything. But we were driving back. Well, so it went from Joshua Tree to Indian Wells, mm-hmm. and, you know, and both places have perks and, and, and setbacks. And Joshua Tree is like really spiritual and you're right. all in there. And then Indian Wells has nice AC. So, you know, hey, you get older, <laughs> you want AC. Yes. Um, but what's interesting is um, that they just have this little courtyard where you can see stuff, you know, and Joshua Tree is just Joshua Tree. You know, right. The whole thing. So what we did is we went before the festival and after the festival, we went into, into the park and mm-hmm. into Giant Rock. And have you ever been to Giant Rock? No, I haven't. Gotta go. Yeah. It's crazy over there. I mean, we saw so much stuff, but we, part of the one of what we saw was the triangle thing. And it was very similar. Yeah. Like where it was like two, one and then two and then three and then the triangle. We were tripping out. Oh, yeah. We were tripping out. And we were like, oh my God. And then in talking to Mary Rodwell, she said, um, when she told me that, I was like, well, how do you know? Yeah. Like, how do you know if you got pulled into a ship? 
And she said, Re- try to remember how you felt before you saw it and after you saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, because we got really tired. Yeah. And it hit us, like, massively to the point where I was like, right. oh, my God, I can barely drive. I think we need to, I got. We had to pull over and get coffee, and, like, I could barely drive. Yeah. So it makes me think, like, maybe so. Well, I have heard that before, that it does, uh, you feel, like, exhausted. Have you? Yeah. I've, Did you I've feel heard. that after you? Uh, you know, I, it's, it's been so long that I, I don't recall. You were kids. It, yeah, we were kids, but it was very... Uh, but it was very impactful. Oh, know? yeah. Well, so yeah. what? how did it impact, I mean, besides kind of opening up your mind to mm-hmm. there must be something Oh, my more. gosh, it opened my mind to so many different things, you know, that... Uh, it's really that cool. I, yeah, it is. And uh, and the, the world is a crazy place, but yeah. it's a wonderful, phenomenal place. And uh, with all kinds of people and all kinds of, I think, beings. And, and uh, it's, I'm, I, I love it that I was open to that, yeah, you know, and I don't know that I would have if I had not seen those things. Right. Yeah, I think I would be a different person. A hundred percent, right? You yeah. can't go back from seeing that. Yeah. I mean, especially like they lit up your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. That's a lot crazier than like seeing yeah, a ray in the sky. Oh, no, and I, and I questioned myself, you know, throughout the year several times, but it was funny, like I was saying with Jimmy, I've touched base with him a couple of times and said what do you remember about that night and then and we have the same story and even okay we're talking uh, <laughs> 50 years later right right <laughs> or, well 45 and uh it's, the story is still the same exactly the same yeah and your brother too he's been yeah. the same way so that yeah it's so crazy like you see that you can't go back and then um do you ever think i mean that you guys actually got a visit so mm-hmm. Have you ever thought, why me? Oh, absolutely. And why do you think you? I, you know, I, I ask myself that, and I, I, f- I feel like that even at that age, I was just open, mm-hmm. and that I could feel. I always felt like I could feel things that others could not. Right. Like, like I an empath. Like, yeah. And you think exactly, you're an empath? Yeah. 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 And uh, and just for people who don't know, an empath is like. A person who can feel other people's feelings. Yes. They pick up on everything in the room. You have to yeah. shield yourself. Absolutely. Do you shield yourself? Yes, because it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling everyone's to, feelings. That's why I'm in Idlewild. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be away from it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have to remove myself sometimes. But on the Navy ships, like, are you picking up Navy stuff? Uh, I think mostly just um, people's feelings yeah uh, and is it very regimented or are they cool you know it's it it was very diverse it could be very very negative and angry and anxiety Uh to to very chill I don't care kind of thing just depends on the person it just depends on the person or the group that that you're around so there was you know I I do have to remove myself from uh, certain groups. Right. You gotta be, yeah, you gotta protect yourself. So when, yes. so you, th- when you thought about why me, what surfaced or what came up for you? You know, it was just that I, f- I feel like that I'm, that things come to me. Okay. You know, uh, whether it be, um, feelings or, um, maybe people, Trying to communicate in different ways. Okay. You know? Are you now you talking about some paranormal normal stuff? Um, maybe a little. Okay. You know, I, I I couldn't say for sure. Okay. But that's just uh, I feel like I get 
talk to sometimes. Okay. Yeah. No, because I interview all kinds of people, and there's like claircognizant, which yeah. is a knowing, yeah. and there's clairvoyant, which is seeing. Right. And so the the I forget which one where you get the comments. Yeah, it's not so much that somebody's speaking to me, but more of a feeling. It's a feeling. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a feeling. So you've had that your whole life? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there you go. I've, ne- I've never talked about it. Before. I know, I feel like I'm... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a safe space, believe me. Like, I know I've, yeah. I'm, I'm tapping into something. But it's beautiful, because to me, I feel like it's a gift. Yeah, and it, maybe it's a curse sometimes, but it is... I, I've never been... I have been afraid of it a little, but as I get sure. get older, I'm more open to it. And uh, so a lot of, I think I'm, growing up, a lot of things got shut down. Yeah. You know, like, like you were talking about being kids, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you're open for everything. You're not afraid. Right. You know, there's this, there's not a fear factor on certain exactly. things, you know, so. You have imaginary friends. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're not uh, being past judgment on. Right. You know, and so, so a lot of things I think were squashed. Uh, you know, either parent. By, you know, by me personally, you mm-hmm. know, and and so I think I'm uh, rediscovering yeah. that, that, you know, not only being where I'm at in and Idaho, wild, yeah. at, at the farmhouse, but it, I think it's just very conducive to to rediscovering and being creative and all of those things. It's just a great space. Well, it's a magical space. It really is. I mean, I talk to people who believe in fairies and all kinds of stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, I bet there's some fairy energy up there. <laughs> oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you see the creeks and the, you know, these. it's 1920s. Let's talk about it. It's a 1927 farmhouse, and you said it was a dairy farm? It, it was a, a dairy farm uh, back in the 30s, from what I understand. I'm still trying to find some more history out on it, but it was uh built in 1927 Mm -hmm. Uh, the previous owners uh, uh, took very good care of it Uh, they had it for about 20 years Uh, I'm not sure about the previous ones before that Uh, he was a missionary and a carpenter so he's done some amazing work on the place as well nice Um, it's like a my mini Winchester house where it has all these little nooks and crannies and secret rooms and and oh uh, my god yes it's it's just a really fun um, uh, creative peaceful little space i can't wait yeah even if you have a even if i have a lot of people there everyone can find their own little nook to you know hang out and have some peace and and uh, love that yeah it's really have you ever heard of james gillian i have heard okay okay because he has a ranch up in um i don't know if it's like if he calls it the ranch but it's up in washington state Mm -hmm. and he has visitors it's coming out of the mountain, mm-hmm. and so they all sit in the space, and he keeps people. He has people all summer, has like cabins on the property. Yeah. You can go and volunteer and watch yeah. stuff, and so it sounds like you're kind of leaning that way. Oh no, I'm very excited for this space. Uh, you know, even though it's not a, a giant property, um, I've had a couple of retreats. Uh, I would love to do some workshops or yeah. just have some gatherings of people of like mind, and absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, I think. Um, the places let me know what it wants to be, you know, because I, I had that. different intentions of it was just going to be my space for, for, for me and my kids, you right. know, to come up and visit. And and uh, it uh, decided it wanted to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like the keeper of the space. I am just the keeper of the space. <laughs> wow. Well, see, that's amazing because you're listening to your intuition. Yeah. And yeah. um, I think people listening to the show are tapped into stuff like that. Yeah. And I hope that this gives them permission to... Go, okay, if you're getting messages 
then, you know, who's to say they can't be angels, they, right. they could be ETs, like they could be your higher power, yeah. God, you know. Whatever it is, I yeah. just started listening to it. And, wow. and, and now I'm where, where I want to be and the most happiest I've ever been. That's amazing. Yeah, just because I started listening That's to myself again. Your intuition yeah. and you're in a safe space to do that. Yeah. Well, I... Thank you so much for sharing your story. You were so brave. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so brave. And I'm going to give you a bunch of names. Um, uh, and I'll shout them out right now. Um, there's Catherine Schiff. She teaches people who how to really get in touch and um, with that inner voice. And a lot of people go to her and they become, you know, they do her school, her, her course, which you can do online. It's Catherine right. Schiff. And, um, and a lot of them go on to be healers and, um, you know, mediums and, um, who else is good? Um, Celestine Star. Oh, yeah. Do you know her? I've heard the name, yes. Okay, I interviewed yeah. her, too. She's amazing. Awesome. And I highly, that one called out to me when I when you were talking, because what she does is she, ha she has, like, a whole galactic federation. She's very much in touch with um, extraterrestrials. She has, like, crazy, vast story. But her, one of the things she does is help people find out their, if they have a soul family or an origin on another off on another right. planet, like she right. helps them figure out where that is, mm -hmm. which I still have to do that as well. Um, and then I can just give you a ton of other people, but those two jumped out. And um, anyway, I'm so excited about this festival. It's oh, October 12th and 13th. Okay. Uh, it's at the property and it's called the Idlewild Historic dairy farmhouse and cottages uh, and pretty much look it up in his facebook page and uh, it's got its own page and some other things uh, so i'm very excited so just getting started with on the media and stuff so cool. yeah um but uh it will be um two days of a lot of music yeah um a lot of just really cool people getting together yeah. and, and uh, being chill and enjoying the town uh, the festivities in town and in a beautiful setting with fresh clean air yeah <laughs> and um it's it's really going to be awesome and all the proceeds are going back to the community absolutely absolutely we'll have uh we'll have food um also some t-shirts and stuff and cool. so yeah and it'll uh it'll go to help um uh, some of the less fortunate in town uh who have really had uh, a hard time. A lot of older retired people yep. there that have had a hard time. And uh, so even nice. just, uh, you know, early on getting gas up there or food, uh, you know, you, the trucks couldn't come up to, wow. you know, service the town. So, yeah, it's been it's been rough. It's so. been a rough ride. So you yeah. guys are bringing back life, yeah, the life just back. Get, get to people that haven't been up there uh, to come up and experience so they'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. This oh, was thank awesome. Thank you, Carla. I appreciate it. Yeah. So this has been Lita Ford on Cosmic Goodie Bag at Dash Radio. And also check out the Idol, Idol Fest Music and Art and Craft Beer Festival. It's the Excellent. full name, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> October 12th and 13th. Thank you guys so much. Yeah.